0: and finishing your very own oncology case report. Save your seat today at the OncoPT.com framework. Again, that's the OncoPT.com framework. APTA Combined Sections Meeting 2021 looked a bit different this year, but with a lot of hard work, the conference still brought together some of the same and new brilliant minds who are helping advance our PT profession. However, I think there are definitely some takeaways from this year's conference that we need to use to make next year's conference better. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Onco PT podcast where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent onco PT. Here's your host Elise Decker. Hey everybody, it's Elise, your host here, and some of you may have heard me talk about previously, CSM is like my Christmas. Christmas is my absolute number one holiday of the year, but CSM is probably a close second when it comes to celebrations. I love coming together, learning all kinds of things from so many different physical therapists, PTAs, and even students all across the country coming and basically descending upon one city for a weekend. I just love it so much. And so with last year and the, the uncertainty of it all, frankly, and not knowing how CSM was going to pan out, I was really bummed. But I was really excited to see that they were going to be making a virtual option for everybody this year. And so I went into the CSM and I have to give you a little background. So for me, I was actually in the middle of kind of my crunch time for my oncology specialist exam. So CSM 2021 happened during the month of February. So what the format looks like this time is they basically spread out all of the content that they normally have condensed into a three day weekend and then hosted these events mainly in the evenings throughout the week. And different sections tended to have their different events on different days. So, you know, Neuro was on one day, a lot of the oncology programming was either on, I think, Wednesdays or Thursdays, and so that was kind of how they were split up, and there were definitely some pros based on how they had the format of this conference, which I'll talk about here in a bit, but there were definitely some things that need work. If we're going to keep doing this, they need, the organizers of CSM really need to take this into consideration because it was It was definitely something that I think hindered a lot of people from taking full advantage of the conference. So first and foremost, I have to give congratulations because I know that this is obviously unprecedented to take such a vibrant in-person conference and then translate that into into a virtual option. So congratulations, kudos on that. But there's some lessons that we need to take and implement moving forward. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the five lessons that I really learned from APTA CSM 2021. And we'll start off with the good stuff here. So number one, the virtual option was amazing. It needs to stay, period. Now, I obviously want to get back to doing very much an in-person format, but for so many people who taking the time off and traveling, you know, halfway across the country a lot of times, that is a significant barrier. So having this virtual option I think is such a wonderful concept and it was great because even though we're so separated by space these days we were still able to come together and you know just chit chat and hang out on zoom and still get to learn about the things that we care about in order to come home and help our patients when we get back into the clinic or back into our facility. So the virtual format was wonderful, and I am highly encouraging that this needs to be available for all CSMs. And I would argue other PT conferences, it needs to be available for all of them moving forward. It was wonderful. I think it is a much more feasible option for some practitioners who maybe just can't finagle taking the time off, you know, either from work or from their families or whatever practice situation they find themselves in to come out to CSM. So love the virtual format. Definitely hope that sticks around in the coming years because that really was wonderful and I really, really enjoyed it. The second lesson that I really learned and this I think really ties in with the whole virtual format. I love the ability to attend meetings and courses and just sections that I normally wouldn't be able to due to the schedule conflicts. So when you're when you're jam packing all of this good stuff into 3 days, it's hard to schedule. And one of the things I really liked about how they did this year's conference is many of the courses that would typically be, you know, an hour and a half somewhere in that time range longer blocks, they actually shortened and really gave them 30-minute blocks. So some people had pre-recorded stuff Some people had, you know, they did, they still did live presentations on a specific day. You know, some of them did pre-recorded and then had question and answer sessions during that live time. And that 30-minute format honestly works so much better. One of the things that I've really learned over the past year, specifically from my friend Jimmy over at PT Pinecast, is when we're given a period of time, we expand whatever content, whatever information we have to fit that time period. So if we give people a hundred and you know, 20 minutes or whatever it is, we're going to talk. We're going to explain and discuss our content for 120 minutes. But if we give people shorter periods of time, then they have to fit the good stuff, the most important stuff into that 30 minute time frame. And I think it worked so. Well, honestly, I love CSM. It's my favorite thing. But let's face it, y'all by, you know, I think it's usually Saturday afternoon. I'm pooped. I am so done. I'm so tired that I just lose focus. And I think that the shorter time frames of, you know, 30 minutes and then you can move on to the next thing is really, really great, especially for people like me who, well, honestly, get zoomed out. And I would get tired of just sitting there and yes, I could stand in my own home as I'm watching this. But I think just knowing that there's 30 minutes of this, it made it so much more easy for me to pay attention and really get the most important stuff out of those presentations and then move on to the next topic that I was really excited about and really interested in. And so with the 30 minutes, I think that really allows people to be able to, okay, I'm going to spend 30 minutes here, but then I'm going to spend 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour in this course or in this section meeting and get to learn and talk about these things that maybe I wouldn't get to at our typical in-person CSM because of how much they're just trying to cram into one day. So I did like that there was a more ability to explore different sections that I normally don't simply because I just don't have the time. With that said, the third lesson I think learned from CSM 2021 was the replay needs to be longer than just one month. So how CSM worked this year is the content started becoming available in February, and there were some live components that would be kind of dripped out, but the live Aspects of the conference were happening from February 1st to February 28th, basically. And the replays of all of these section meetings and courses and all the other things that go on with CSM are available for us to view until the end of March. So once February, um, excuse me, once April 1st rolls around, they're gone. And yes, ideally, that would encourage people to, you know, attend live and really listen and then afterwards, you know, in March, really cram that content in so you can really get it. I get that there are logistical limitations to hosting that content for long periods of time, but it's honestly way too short. Even my um, state conference, so the state, the Texas Physical Therapy Association conference, Their conference is at the end of October, and our content was actually available until the end of December. So that was still like almost two months that we were able to view that content. And they had considerably less core sessions and meetings for us to actually attend. So at bare minimum, we need to have a few months to view that content. And I would argue the replay really needs to be for one year. Let's face it, life gets in the way. I know for me, and this is something I'll dive into a little bit more here in the next couple points, but I was studying, I was cramming at this point for my oncology board certification exam. And I had to be very specific about okay, what course do I think is going to help me review the important content for my exam? And what do I really need to save for the replay? Because I need to spend time on. You know, these articles or these study guides that I've made in order to feel really good about the oncology specialist exam and the timing of everything, I think, was kind of. I don't think it was thought out in this aspect, typically one of the biggest times of year that we have these specialty board exams is in the end of February to the middle of March. Which is prime time for when people could be consuming this APTA CSM content based on the time frame that was given. And for me, I was it really it was very hard to decide, like, okay, I really want to go to this thing, but I also really need to study. And so that balance I found very tricky. And I know that, you know, there's other exams. There's a neuro exam. There's the orthopedic exam. There's the pelvic floor specialty exam, all these things that it's not just oncology who's facing this. And I think that's something that really needs to be taken into consideration. And in doing so, extend the replay out beyond just one month. And I would, again, argue for one year after CSM is finished. And along those lines, lesson number four learned from CSM 2021 was the month of conference sessions was overwhelming. It was a marathon especially since most of the content was aired or you know was made available in the evenings for people to attend live. Now again the the asynchronous stuff once it was uploaded you could of course watch that at any point during the day or the night. But for me having to stay on in a sense from when I would get up in the morning, you know I would do my work I would go in and I would teach, and then I would still have to stay on, in a sense, through the evening, sometimes until, you know, like, sometimes it was 9, 930 at night, which makes me sound like a grandma, I know, but it is so hard for me to stay on that long. I am a vegetable after a day of work. You can ask my husband. The first thing I do is I come home, I take off my shoes, and I pretty much just plop myself down on whatever chair or couch I can find. I get that's very much a me thing. That's very much a my personality and how I operate, but it was exhausting to try and stay up on you know, the live because I really wanted to attend the special interest group meetings live so I could participate and contribute to those discussions. It's exhausting. It truly is exhausting. And especially I felt like that was really hard to kind of reconcile with, okay, I'm also trying to study. I also have these other things that I do, you know, different meetings outside of the conference that were still going on during this time. And I think that This month marathon concept can be overwhelming for a lot of people, especially when we already, a lot of people already spend so much time on Zoom. You know, we're Zoomed out. And so having to stay on for that whole time, I think, is very difficult, overwhelming even for some people. And... It almost feels like it's just continuing into March with me trying to catch up on the you know the sessions that I wasn't able to watch live because I chose to spend that time preparing for my exam. So I would say I'll give you my recommendation at the end, but that month marathon was too much and it needs to be adjusted in the future. So the last lesson that I learned that I found was maybe more challenging for me in this virtual format compared to the in-person was I found it hard to keep up with what events were canceled and what events were rescheduled. I actually had a couple where I had blocked off the time in my evening. I said, "Okay, I'm going to attend these. I'm super excited about them. And I would actually get to the platform. I would get logged in. I would get all ready to go. And then I would see that it was canceled. And I like to think that I'm pretty up to date on what's happening on, you know, social media, especially like Twitter and Facebook. And I just wasn't getting the notifications that things were canceled. And I think that's what I really appreciate about the app. So normally CSM has a specific app every year where all the stuff goes on. And one of the things that I really like about the app when we're doing in-person conference sessions is that they will actually do kind of like a mini digest in the announcements of okay, here's some of the big stuff that's going on today. Also, here's some stuff that's been canceled. And it was really easy. I find it very easy to navigate through the app, get that information. And then if I have to make any adjustments to my schedule, I think it's much easier to do it on the app than the platform that CSM was using this year. So maybe spending more intentional time on if sessions are canceled which i get things happen sometimes things just have to be scheduled i uh, you know rescheduled or canceled but making more of an intentional effort to acknowledge that and then advertise that so that people especially like i said in this virtual platform i made the time in my schedule to like okay i'm going to study around this time and then i would get there and then it wouldn't be there which Frankly, was just irritating. So I would encourage whoever is organizing CSM for this next year, really spend time. How are we going to better notify users, you know, attendees that, hey, this is this is canceled. And then let us know when it's actually rescheduled. There were a couple things that I really wanted to attend that I heard, oh, they're going to be rescheduled actually from the people who were in charge. And then I never heard when they were actually rescheduled. I don't know if they've even happened yet. Um, so, you know, maybe they went ahead and just did a recording, who knows, but that was, that was definitely one of the big lessons I learned because that happened more than enough times for me to take notice and say, Hmm, that's, that's kind of an issue. So all this to say, I recognize that I am very much a third party who attends these things and can kind of sit back and play armchair detective almost and say, I wish things would go better next year. So I've come up with my own suggestion on what I think CSM should be moving forward. First of all, I really hope it's in-person next year. Is that reaching a little? Maybe. Am I still hopeful? Absolutely. And when it goes back to in-person at some point, it's probably going to return to that typical three-day presentation, you know, three days of presentations and meetings that we're very familiar with. I think that we can still implement virtual options for attendees. We have the technology, we have computers and phones and cameras that can record these sessions and then broadcast them all over the world. We can do that, we have the technology and I think it's time that we really implement that and offer a virtual option for people. I think this makes people more engaged Even if they can't take time off, again, because of work, because of family, you know, maybe they have children at home, any number of things where it would be potentially prohibitive for people to actually attend CSM in person. I think we can totally make it work so that there's a virtual option. Yes, people are going to pick virtual options, which may bring down the in-person attendance, but I also think that there are a lot of people like myself who really enjoy the in-person camaraderie that we get from CSM and will still attend CSM and make it a really big thing. And with the virtual options, I really believe that the recordings must be available for more than one month. I think they should be available for one year after CSM. This allows people time to digest And they can go and they can, you know, watch and maybe attend the content that they really want to live. But we don't practice in these silos. Yes, I'm an oncology physical therapist, but I have to know orthopedic stuff. I have to know neuro stuff. I have to know about these other disciplines within physical therapy. And I would love the opportunity to be able to go back and watch other things that maybe I didn't attend live at CSM. I think that makes for a more informed practice, a more holistic practice that only serves our patients better. So ideal format for me would be back to the three-day in-person and virtual options with the recordings available for attendees to view up to a year after CSM. I think we can make it work. If we made an entirely virtual CSM work, we can definitely make a hybrid work for the the upcoming years. So I'd love to know what y'all think. These are very much based on my opinions and what I found worked and what didn't work for me at CSM, but I want to hear from you. What worked for you? What didn't work for you? What are you hoping they implement next year to make CSM even better? I really look forward to hearing from y'all. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for a special announcement at the end of this episode. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Let's face it, 2020 was quite the year for oncology physical therapy, and we need a fresh perspective to get back on track, to get back on track with our careers and helping our patients live their best lives. So on Tuesday, March 16th at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, I'm hosting a workshop called Five Things that Separate Newbies from Confident and Competent PTs. I'll show you the five things that you need to know to be a confident and comfortable Onco PT, so you can better help your patients. After the workshop, you'll know exactly where you need to focus so you can serve your patients better. This workshop is free, and I'll save time at the end for your questions. Sign up with the link in today's show notes, and I'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Onco PT podcast. For more episodes visit the oncopt.com.